I would rather choose that pain or lack thereof over having a mom pass away in my arms, right? Last year, 7,500 people told me no, but I didn't seem to care because it's a lot easier to get told no on the door by a stranger than having your dream job tell you no four times. What is up, everyone? I'm Kyle. And I'm Isaac, and we are the hosts and founders of the Freedom to Fail podcast and Fail Nation, a community where failing while pursuing our dreams is a positive and taking uncertain chances is celebrated. This podcast is for those who have a dream of starting a business or doing something they've always dreamed of, but have been held back by their fears. Our purpose is to share the unsuccessful stories of successful people so that you can learn how to take the first steps towards achieving your dreams. You deserve to live a life full of freedom and free of fear. Let's do this. Hey, Mitch, how's it going? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. Thanks for being on the show. For all of our listeners out there today, we're here with Mitch Matthews. You might know him from his time being a stud wide receiver for the BYU football team, for catching the game-winning Hail Mary touchdown against Nebraska, and for going on and playing in the NFL for a little while there. But I know Mitch, I met him earlier this year at a door-to-door industry because I'm in the door-to-door industry, and he actually owns his own door-to-door company as well that he does. But like we talked about, and like everyone knows, we don't really care about the success of everyone that we have. We actually care more about the failures and what we go through to get to this point. So I'm sure, Mitch, you've gone through a lot of things to get to the point of being a successful athlete and businessman like you are now. Can you walk us through some of the failures that you've gone through to get to this point? Sure. Yeah. You know, sometimes when you're going through failures, you feel like that's really all you're going through and you never really had successes, right? Yeah. Failures come to the forefront of your mind faster than the successes do. And I think that happens with a lot of competitive people, you know, because you always want to win. So losses really, really sting. But for me, playing in college and having a great career there and, and being on leaderboards there and having the success that I wanted to have there, it felt really good. But, you know, I went on to play a couple of years in the NFL and I was cut four times and that's not easy. But there's two ways you can take that. You can take that and go lay in bed all day and, and become your worst self and not maximize your potential. You, know, you can throw a bucket of water on that fire or you can take those trials, those hard times, being cut, those losses, whatever it is. And instead of pouring a bucket of water on it, you pour a bucket of gasoline on it and make your fire bigger, make your desire to succeed even bigger. But I feel like I've done. And even through all those being cut and uh, a couple other things happening to me, I feel like I've become my best self after my worst times. I truly believe that. You don't love those hard times, but depending on your mindset alone, that's how you'll bounce back after the trial or the hard time or the failure. Wow, that's crazy. I, I've never thought about it that way, you know, pouring gasoline on your failures, like you said. That was really cool. Could you maybe give us an example of a way you've poured gasoline on the failure or the issue and then become better from that? Well, I mean, like I told you before, like going into the NFL, I had high hopes to play for you know, 10, 20 years, like everyone always wants to play, right? Yeah. It was hard. It was tough. I honestly felt like a failure. I'm like, man, I, I want to play 10 years. And everyone to me is like, you kidding me? I would have died to do what you did and even make it there. <laughs> but to me, it wasn't what I wanted to do. You know, and so deep down, I felt like I had failed. But here's a, here's a quick story. So when I was on the Minnesota Vikings, my mom passed away. And it was a, t- it was a terrible time. A tough time. She had pancreatic cancer, terminal cancer, right when we found out. And it was a horrible time. And I got married a couple of days after she passed away, which missed my wedding, which is a horrible time to have that happen, even though there's never a good time. Mm. And two weeks after that, the Minnesota Vikings cut me. Now, I feel like most people would take that and want to die themselves. 
But the way I was raised, the way my mindset's always been being an underdog, the way my mindset's always been was I either have an opportunity to go die myself and become my worst self and quit everything in life, or I can use this at gasoline to become my best self. Got started in the NFL, starting my own business while I was still playing football. And business will probably do better for me financially than football ever would. So it's just how you look at things. Do you have that trial, that terrible experience? And do you blank and moan or cry and moan your whole entire life or because of that trial? Or do you go make something happen because of it? I mean, what better story is that that I went through those hard times and now I'm having the success that I've had now? Then, I mean, what, what type of story would that be if I would have had those hard times happen and become nothing from it? So to me, everything's about a story, writing my own story and just power and story. So I can write my own story. No one wants to read Mitch Matthews' book at the end of his life that has no bumps and bruises in it. You know, the more bumps and bruises there is, the more successes you have. That's an interesting read. That's a fun read that can inspire people. I can't even imagine what it was like to go through that. It's just impressive to see what you've done in the face of all your adversities. Because I grew up a big BYU football fan. I watched you all the time. I went to BYU while you were playing as well. And so just seeing you have that success, but now getting to know you as a person and recognizing that a lot of times we see success, but we don't actually know what's going on in that person's life. And we don't really understand it. Like with you, I had no idea all that stuff until I got to know you. I just thought that you were this lightning rod of success that all you had was success everywhere you went. Like you said, you have to have those bumps and bruises to be able to see the success and grow and move forward in your life there. Can you take us back through those times? Like when you found out that you got cut from your football team after you found out that your mom had cancer, all of those times, what were some of the thoughts and the feelings that were going through your mind? You know, it was tough. All of them were tough, right? And I hear a lot of people, I talk to a lot of people about just like overcoming hard times and how I you know, do a lot of podcasts like this. And I write a blog about all this type of stuff because I feel like my story is unique. Check this out. When I got cut from four different teams, it's not like three or four people hear about that. It's not like it's you, your mom, your dad, and your wife, and your brother that hear about it. It's, it's kind of secret. Millions of people hear about it. That's embarrassing. You get cut by the Chiefs. That's embarrassing because there's millions of fans and thousands and hundreds of thousands of BYU fans that they'll find out about. They know. And then you go again, you get picked up, and it's a big success. And then I got cut again. And it's a big success. You make it there. And I catch a touchdown in the NFL. And then that's great. Everyone hears about that too. But then they hear about you getting cut too. And it's embarrassing. So whenever I hear people talk about the hard time they're going through or getting fired from a job, to be honest, I don't know what they're going through. And I can't judge them for what they're going through, the pain it takes for them. But to me, for them, they're lucky it didn't happen in front of millions of people like it did for me. And so to me, it's all perspective. If you get fired from a job, yeah, that's, of course that's hard. Of course that's not good. But man, I just think of what it'd be like for somebody else who has a lot harder than you or if you got fired in front of millions of people. You know how embarrassing that is? And so it's all mindset 100%. But if I was let myself get truly embarrassed by that, I probably wouldn't have gotten signed by my next NFL team because I would have been too embarrassed the first time. Oh, I don't want to go through that again. But I typically don't get embarrassed, right? I'd use that embarrassing story as my next vengeance of success, right? Yeah. And so to me, it's all 100% perspective. I actually love this about trials is they're all valid. You can complain about them and they're actually valid and people will feel bad for you and they're valid. They're real. But you just got to know that, look, all these excuses are real. All these hard times are real, but I can either choose to go die in a hole or choose to become somebody because of it. Wow. That's deep. When I started my first business, one of my biggest fears was my fear of failure. It was, you know, what are people going to think about me? Right. And I think that many people have that same outlook, whether it's starting a business or it's in sports, whatever it is, people are worried about what other people think about them. 
And so when you got cut from one team and then another team, how did you not really let the worry of what people thought about you do down? How did you block that out and keep moving forward to find another team? Yeah, to me, I've always, always believed in myself. That is one thing I don't think I've ever wavered on ever. Even after getting cut from this team and this team and having this injury and this injury or whatever it was, or to have this loss or be embarrassed by this team on national TV, whatever it was, I've just never lost self-belief. I've always believed in myself. I don't know if it's a genetic thing or learned from my parents. I've always believed in myself. The skinny white kid that can go play college football and make it to the NFL, surely because I believed in myself. That was it. So whenever I had a hard time with an injury, when you get injured or you get cut from a team, you're there cut off from your potential. You're now stuck at the wait a period of time and then have a second chance to go maximize your potential. And so whenever I was injured or whenever I was cut from a team, since I had such high belief, that injury or being cut from a team was just a small grace period or a small waiting period that I had to wait and suffer through until I could maximize my potential. So it wasn't like those things obviously crushed me because I believed in myself so highly that I was like, this sucks for a second. But this is just a waiting period until I can go maximize my potential and then really show everyone what I can do. So once again, it's perspective. I know who I am. So I'm going to go make sure they know who I am because I believe in myself. I really love what you said, the phrase that you used. It's a grace period. A lot of times when we look at adversity and we look at trials that come in our way, we see it as a deterrent. We see it as something that we should avoid. And when we get there, we can't go over it and we can't move forward. But the way that you use that word, like a grace period, it's something that we should be grateful for because in reality, it's a time where we can reevaluate, where we can check ourselves and make the adjustments that we need to be able to get to that next level. I consider life is a game that has multiple levels. To be able to get to that next level, you have to make improvements. You have to make adjustments. There are times when we're not going to beat the level the first time, but that's okay. It's not a one strike and you're out life. If we don't beat the level the first time, we make adjustments, we use that grace period to really learn and grow, and then we apply it and we beat that level. And then we're on the next level where that all happens. So for a lot of our listeners, I'm sure a lot of them out there don't have that natural kind of self-confidence or that self-belief that I've seen in successful people. What are some of the things that you have done? Because I know you believe in yourself. And some of it may be hereditary, but what are some of those things that you do actively to be able to develop that self-belief that will take you forward and help you achieve that success? The answer to me is simple. Find a mentor. For me, this last weekend, I spent you know half a day with Lewis Howes. He's an easy entrepreneur, big podcast. And I spent a half day with him. It was awesome. Just being around him was such an eye-opener to me. Like, man, this guy is just like me. He, he's gone through crap like I have. Some of the things harder. And he's gone through stuff like I have. Played football like I did. I had a family member that was very ill and, and is not in his life anymore. And, and he's not just a very successful entrepreneur now. But he has two legs like I do. Two hands, two eyes, and nose. Like I, he's just like me. So if he can do it, I can do it. Now, he's very talented, of course. But that's how I look at situations was, man, if this guy can do it, so can I. And, and that's not arrogant to think at all. That's just, that's just, I'd consider him a mentor now. You know, it's just someone that has gone through, paved the way. And if he can do it, I can do it. If he can go through those things that he went through, so can I. What excuse do I have? And so simply it's surrounding yourself by the right people and people that tend to complain a lot typically are people that haven't spent enough time around people who are real. If you spent enough time with people who had gone through some crap in their life, or I'd just walk through the fire to become successful, it's very hard to complain in front of them because you'll get that look from them like, 
are you seriously complaining about this? You know, because you know they've gone through a lot. And that's why surrounding yourself by successful people is the best thing you could do. Surround yourself by people who don't tend to complain a lot. Surround yourself by people who are very successful and have gone through a lot. It ends up being very, very hard to complain because you're like, well, what am I complaining about if that person right there went through far worse? And to me, and how this goes into self-belief is like, wait a minute. If this guy went through that and he can, and this human right in front of me came out of it like this, why the heck can I not do that? And one thing I've been really good at, good at in my life is always surrounding myself by the best people. Whether it's my brother, who was the best player in the state in many sports, just sticking my hand and saying, if you can do it, I can do it. And then in college, hanging out with the best players and then in the NFL, finding the pro bowlers in every single team. That's the thing I always say to my people that I lead here at Anthem is find yourself a pro bowler. Whoever's the best, find them and stick around them. And that's how you'll get the confidence you need because they've done things that you want to do. And just go stick by them and you'll, you'll be able to have that self-belief. Awesome. Mitch. That's really great advice. You know, there's obviously all those cliches out there, you know, the honest, I think are right on the spot. You know, you're the average of the five people you spend your time with, push out negativity from your life, bringing positivity. When we're around negative people, it doesn't help us become more positive. There's no way, you know, you can't hang out with a bunch of people who hate their life and expect to feel good about yourself. So thank you for that information. You know, find a mentor, find someone who can build you up and get you where you want to be or someone you can you know even map your life after. I think that's really great. And our listeners definitely need to follow that advice to find a mentor. Now, we ask this to everyone on our show just because we know that everyone has a different perspective and everyone's gone through different things. Sometimes people define failure differently than other people. So for you, Mitch, is there something that you consider to be your biggest mistake or your biggest failure? Something that you've had sitting in the back of your mind of, as something like you've really failed at? You know, I, I feel like when I was younger, my biggest failures, I have amazing friends. I've been blessed to have amazing friends and, and they're great. But in terms of sports or where I wanted to go, for me, it took me a while to find that slogan and find yourself a pro bowler to really reach out to people and just say, hey, can I spend a day with you? There's a difference between spending time with just the right people. Well, that's great. But do you reach out and spend time with those pro bowlers too? Do you take that day a week? I'll, I'll give you an example. And this is a, this is a success that happened to me, but I wish I would have had more success like this when I was younger. Is I went and spent a day with Jeremy Andrus. He's the CEO of Traeger in Salt Lake City. He was the CEO of Skull Candy when they went public, and he's now the CEO of Traeger, which is a billion dollar company. So any, anything that guy seems to touch just seems to turn to gold. And I went and spent a day with him. And in those 12 hours I spent, it literally changed how I do business now on a daily basis. 12 hours with him is changed how I do business on a daily basis. A great investment. 12 hours, it changed every single day that I do business, probably forever now, right? Yeah. I found a pro bowler in that, right? Mm -hmm. And I continue to do that. And I spent time this last week with Lewis Howes. And that right there will allow me to never go backwards. I met him and he gave me a standard in my mind now of what success is really like in terms of influencing people. He's influenced and he has over 100 million downloads on his podcast. He's influenced over 100 million people. That's my dream job is to do that as well. And influence that many people. So to spend time with guys like him and Jeremy Andrews and other pro bowlers, as I call them, I wish I would have done that at a younger age. You know, just reach out to people and actually spend the time with them and leveled up on a lot quicker level. So that my failure would be just I waited too long to do that. I know there's a lot of people out there that may be thinking, oh, well, Mitch is super successful. Like he has those ends with those people. He can get in touch with them really quickly. But in reality, that's not the case. For me, I'll just be real right now. Like I consider you a mentor. I consider you someone that I look up to. I liked following you as a football player, but now after getting to know you at Door to Door Con and after all talking about how you read 40 books in 40 weeks, I'm trying to read a book a week this year as well. You really became one of my mentors. And one thing that everyone needs to know is that mentors can come from anywhere and you don't have to have the connection with them. 
honestly, I'm still a little bit starstruck talking to you just because I see you at a level where I'm so impressed by what you've done that it honestly makes me feel a little self-conscious and a little hesitant about what I've accomplished in my life. But at the same time, it didn't stop me from reaching out to you, from getting you on this podcast, from doing all those things. And that's the thing that people need to really understand and just recognize is they're a human. You have two feet, just like I have two feet. You have two hands, just like I have two hands. And yes, I'm a little blown away by the success you've been able to have in sports, but also in business with Anthem and everything. But it doesn't deter me. I know that because I want to get to where you are, I have to put in the work. I have to do those hard things and reach out to those people to learn from the people who have already done that as well. So that was just a little tangent that I wanted to throw out there because it doesn't matter where you're at. I don't have it all figured out. Isaac doesn't have it all figured out. You don't even have it all figured out. No matter where you are in life, there are people that are going to seem a little intimidating to you, but you have to push yourself. You have to stretch yourself to be able to get to that next level. I just want to switch gears a little bit now. Talk a little bit about you and what you're doing at Anthem. I know that you've done it for a couple of years now. What has been the biggest challenge or failure that you've experienced with Anthem up to this point? Well, you know, there's been a lot of ups and downs. Um, and I'd say in this moment right now, we're on an extremely high high just because of the attention that we've garnished from this past year. So our first year, we had seven sales reps. And for those who don't even know what I do, we do door-to-door sales. We sell pest control in the Southeast. We have three offices down in the Southeast, Dallas, Houston, and Atlanta, Georgia. And we have 130 sales reps that go do door-to-door for us. And it's been awesome. It is unbelievable. And what I've realized and why I love this job so much is I've realized my why is far different than my what. What I do is I, I kill bugs for a living. If you think about it, it's what I do, right? Yeah. I do it is to inspire hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. And I honestly believe through Anthem, I've been able to inspire, inspire tens of thousands and maybe even hundreds of thousands of people through multiple podcasts, speaking events, and my social media. And then obviously, my 130 employees that I'm over is, is just inspiring so many people through bugs. So my why is to inspire people, but I, my vehicle is, is pest control. I think because at Anthem, it's a lot deeper than just our what we do. It actually is about why and becoming your best self. I truly believe we have 130 reps that want to become their best self, not just on the doors, not just in their pockets, but in their lives and their relationships. I truly, truly believe that we have a culture of people who want to become their best selves. And we had seven reps our first year, seven. We had 14 the end of the summer and we came back with us the following year to 130 about six and a half months later. And I just, I really believe the switch at Anthem was at first it was just how, how much money we make these guys. Can, how, how much money can we help these guys make? That doesn't ever keep anybody around. And now all it ever is, if I told someone my why, they wouldn't even know I did pest control. If you asked our guys why they do what they do, that you wouldn't even know that they do pest control because they're so deeply passionate about changing their life and up-leveling themselves in so many other facets and just pest control that they use pest control as a vehicle to be here at our buildings and at our headquarters to be inspired and just be around the right people. That's why I do what I do. Have you seen like any similarities between the hard things you went through in sports and now with your business? Can you maybe tell us about that? Yes. I post on Instagram and my Instagram is at Mitch Matthews 10. And I post a lot of inspirational stuff and things that I've gone through and hurdles that I've jumped and to get to where I'm at. I posted a couple of posts ago about purposely choosing to go through pain daily so that when challenging times come up that are unexpected or ones you didn't even want to come up, You've prepared yourself because you've gone through that pain. So for me, I actually went out this past year and I sold with our salesman. 
And I went to sell, you know, try to break a record and sell a thousand pest control accounts in, in under five months. That was my, that was the one thing I was going to break and I was going to do it. And I was going to be the first one to ever do it as well. And for me, it was a lot easier to do that having gotten cut four times, having a mom that had passed away throughout all of that. It made the next hard thing, selling a thousand accounts in five months seem not as hard because I knew what hard truly meant. You know, when someone told me on the doors, I'll rather choose that pain or lack thereof over having a mom pass away, you know, in my arms, right? Last year, 7,500 people told me no, but I didn't seem to care because it's a lot easier to get told no on the door by a stranger than having your dream job tell you no four times, right? So what my concept of what no or rejection or failure meant is skewed in the right direction. I know what hard is, in my opinion. And I'm sure people who are listening have, have had it way harder than me. But I feel like I know a little bit taste of what hard can be. And so other hard things that come up, up in my life, they just don't seem to be as hard. And so I tend to have that habit now of putting myself through hard times daily with the exercise I do and kicking my butt every morning, the books I read, the amount I read, and surrounding myself with the right people. And the extent I'll go um, in every aspect of my life, I feel like I just do hard things. So when hard times come, they just don't seem to be as hard and I can just push right through them. I can vouch for that. I follow Mitch on Instagram and I see him every morning. You get up at what time? Four? Is that what time you get up? Five days a week. I get up at 4.45. There you go. Yeah. That's one of the things that I'm trying to change, just get better at is becoming a more of a morning person. And I can just vouch. Mitch is always, he's on top of it. Every single morning, no matter how much sleep he gets, he just gets up and goes out and crushes it day in and day out. And that's one of the things that everyone needs to know is just, it's all about consistency. If you go out and crush it one day, you may have success one day, but it doesn't make you a success. It doesn't change who you are and it doesn't really give you the influence that you may be looking for and desiring in your life. It's the consistency in what you do day in and day out and the habits that you have that really make you a successful person. So I like the way that you talked about having to go through failure over and over and over and over again and the way that you viewed it. How do you use that failure and how do you push forward in this face of uncertainty to be able to grow and find success in life? To me, it's such a better story. I'm 0% grateful for a mom passing away. 0%, right? I wish she was here today. Of course, it would have been nice to have a 20-year NFL career. Of course it was. But there's no chance I'm going to let that stop me from accomplishing my dreams. You know? No way. I mean, mean, my mom would be rolling over in her grave if she knew that I was pouting. She'd be so upset for the last two years that she hasn't been here, knew that I was sitting on my couch pouting, right? She would be so upset. So I'm going to live in her name and become my best self in honor of her, right? And what a horrible story to go through the trials and then quit. What a better story. What an actual book that will actually sell on shelves of someone that went through tons and tons and tons of trials and became somebody because of it. One of my favorite books is Shoe Dog. And I'm from Beaverton, Oregon. So I'm very partial. So I read his book because he's a legend there. And he's a legend across the world. And I read his book. And during me reading his book and reading the stuff that he went through, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, if I was in his shoes, I probably would have quit. But obviously, he didn't quit because I'm wearing his shoes right now. They're on my feet. And so when I read stuff like that, I'm like, this is a book about someone who went through so much stuff, so much crap to make his dreams happen. Why the heck could not? Literally by a book of paper. I'm able to learn that and, and see, dang, I actually have the chance to write my own story. I've been through some crap too. I have a chance to write my own book as well. And I'm not saying actual physical book. I haven't just a mom book. Maybe I will. 
my mental book in my mind and the stories in my mind and the story that inspires hopefully millions of people one day and hundreds of millions of people is the story that I'm going to write, which is going through crap, which other people have had it worse, I'm sure. They're going through my own terms of hard times and, and saying, I'm still going to be someone one day, even though those things happen to me. And they're still going to come up too. They're going to have more hard times going to come. I promise they will. Every single person listening to myself and you guys, they're going to come. But I know for a fact I'm going to handle it. I know how I'm going to handle them because I've been through the training. I train myself hopefully daily, try daily to do that. So to answer your question in short, it's simply a mindset that I want to write a story one day. I want to write my story every single day. Whether it's actually in a, a binded book, I have no idea. But I'm going to write my story one day and it's going to inspire people. And I'm going to be on the good end of the hard times. Man, Mitch, I love that. I love your inspiration. I love your positivity. And you know everything you just said there is just something that we can all really think about and apply. I mean, you're shooting for legacy, right? You're, you want to inspire people. You want to do good. And I think other people want to do that as well, right? We're going to hop into our lightning round. Uh, we have a series of questions we like to ask uh, every guest that comes on. And these are, you know, these could be short answers, long answers, but we'd prefer, you know, just really dig deep and get vulnerable here. Um, and my first question for you, Mitch, is what is your biggest fear? This is what I always tell people. Imagine yourself laying on your deathbed and shaking hands with the person you could have became. Yeah. Can you imagine that pain, that torment, that hell? My gosh. So I make sure every single day I don't shake hands with my, the person I could have became that night. I don't want to be on, on my deathbed one day and shake hands with the Mitch Matthews I could have became. I've heard that before. Um, I think it was Ed Milet said, I don't want to shake hands with the man I could have been when I get to heaven or whatever it is. You know, I liked how you said, I don't want to shake hands with the person I could have been that day. I've never heard that. And I really like that. That's really cool. I like the idea of taking like daily inventory of what we've done and who we could have been that day because it really helps us grow for grow and move forward that way. Going back with like failure and the theme of failure, what would you consider your definition of failure? I guess going off what we just said would be 100% not maximizing your potential. Seeing what you could have been and not having the will to do it. Hmm. That to me, I'll never understand is someone knowing they can do something and they literally just chose not to. I believe every single person on this earth has crazy, crazy, crazy potential. But it's also crazy to me how there's only a 0.001% of people who actually maximize that. It is insane to me. It'll blow my mind. It irks me to no end. You meet successful people sometimes. You're like, wait a minute, you? You're a normal guy though. But they literally made a specific choice to be successful. A specific choice to be a very high level performer. So the definition of failure to me is there's too many people who do not maximize their potential. There's too many people who could really, really, really be somebody and change the world and whatever they're doing. Influence hundred millions of people, change energy in the world, change business, change whatever. There's so many people that could do it and could have a huge thumbprint on the world. To them, it's not even an option. I don't think they can do it. So not believing in yourself and not maximizing your potential would be it for me. You said, we all have choices. And you know those are choices we get to make every single day. You read a lot of books. But is there any other personal habits that you have that you feel like contribute to your success? Um, that's good. I like that. You know, those are the ones that just that just stand out, right? Because like you can see I'm answering. I'm like, oh, here's a book. I actually read a book here. I'm actually up. But I believe positive self-talk is one that I constantly have going on in my mind 24-7. I don't have a time of day where I look in the mirror and I just stare at myself and start saying good positive things. I truly believe it's literally coursing through my mind. It always has been. And I honestly feel like it always will be. Just Mitch, you're gonna be somebody one day. 
keep going. You're going to be somebody. Do not quit. You're going to be somebody one day. Keep going. Inspire hundreds of millions of people. You're going to do it. You have to take these steps to get there, but do it. You're going to do it. Be patient. You're going to do it. It's constantly coursing through my mind. And maybe that's crazy. I have no idea that is not. I like that's almost background noise in my mind, in my subconscious, constant just self-talk. So that would be a habit I have, but I've done it since I was a young kid. I think that's really good. My thought on that is that some people out there hearing that, myself included from a while ago, I used to think, oh, positive self-talk is a bunch of bull. It doesn't really do anything. It's just ridiculous. So bare baloney for thinking that. Just kidding. Exactly. What I was going to say is, even if you think that, the interesting thing is a lot of times people automatically have negative self-talk going through their head. They don't consciously think that, but they're consistently saying, oh, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. I can't do this and this and this and this. So why not just take control of that and switch it and make it a positive thing like you said? Because one way or another, you're going to have self-talk. Just take control and make it a positive thing instead of a negative thing that holds us back. The next question that we have really quick is what is the best piece of advice that you have ever received in your life? Um, to be honest, I don't know if I could give one specific piece of advice, but this is someone I also actually have become decently close with and uh, bounce ideas off. And is, he's, I mean, mentored me from afar, but it's Ryan Holiday. He, he's written a ton of books, like The Obstacles Away. I've read his books. I've actually had lunch with him before uh, down in Miami and I was actually in the Dolphins. He actually sent me and my teammates a humongous box of books that he wrote and I get, was dishing him out to some of the players. It was cool. It was really cool. And, and he always uh, gets back to me on social media. And, and that time that I had lunch with him, um, he has on a, a coin that he actually gives out. It's Memento Mori, which means we're all going to die. We're all going to die. And realizing that and saying, Oh my gosh, like well, what I'm doing here is it's all I got. If I can have that perspective that time is running out, it shouldn't give you anxiety, but it's like, you know what? If I only have a certain time, I'm going to give it my all. If I know there's only 48 minutes on the clock, I'm going to give it my all because I know there's a deadline. I know this. And actually, I don't even know when that is, but I know I'm going to give it my all because memento more. We're all going to die. And so, that to me just gives you perspective, maximize every single day. Cause every single day I'm, I'm going to go to sleep, you know? And since I'm going to go to sleep at the end of the day, I need to maximize my day. And since I'm going to die at the end of my life and, and we all will, then now I gotta maximize my life too. And so unique, weird piece of advice. I remember that I'll never ever forget when he taught me that it was really powerful. I feel like that's something that, you know, some advice I was given just recently, actually. And it's helped me as well. I mean, just knowing that we're all going to die, which is true. I mean, it really puts in perspective, you know, your day, your month, your year. You need to do things now. There's there's no waiting really because you don't know when it's your turn to really, you know, move on to the next life. So that's huge. You know, we're all going to die. It's inevitable. Mitch, I know you've read a lot of books. It's obvious. You read tons and tons of books. But is there a specific book you would recommend to our listeners? And why would you recommend that book? You know, I recommended the one already about Shoe Dog and Phil Knight. That one is unbelievable. Amazing story. You read it and you're just like, there's just no way he kept going. There's no way. And now every time I have an excuse to quit, I just think, would he have quit? Definitely not. Well, I'm going to keep going in. What excuse do I have? Another book that I really like is by Blake Mykoski. It's called Start Something That Matters. And he's the guy that started Tom's Shoes. And that guy, all he cares about is making a better tomorrow. And that's what Tom's means. From gun violence to um, you know one for one sales, you, you buy a pair of shoes and give them to a kid in need. I think he's given over two million people their eyesight back, or something crazy like that. To me, that guy's just an influencer and someone who inspires the world, and he's someone who I kind of model my life after. And so that book right there was a model for me. Like 
gosh, that guy's whole life is about changing the world and, and doing something deeper than just shoes or just glasses or just anything else. It's just deeper. And, and he truly lives with a why and not necessarily driven by his what. And that book is unbelievable. So it's Start With Why by Blake Mycoskie. And uh, it's a great one. Another, one. another one is Creativity Inc. It's by uh, Ed Catmull, the guy who's, uh, who's over Disney Animation and Pixar. That guy is the definition of a leader. He's unbelievable. It's a great book. Um, I also like The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. Uh, it'll teach you a lot about turning trial into triumph. That's his message in there. Turning trial into triumph. It's huge. It's really cool. I think the big takeaway for me today is just talking to you is you have to find your why. You have to really have something deep that you're working towards. And the other thing that I really liked is just be conscious of the fact that we don't have unlimited time. We have to take advantage of the time that we have because like you said, every day there is a definite end and that's when we go to sleep. So why would we do something that doesn't help us move forward? And in our life, we are going to die. So why not just start actually taking action instead of sitting on the couch, watching a TV show and putting it off until tomorrow? While we wrap up here, I just wanted to see what your thoughts are for our listeners out there. What is one piece of actionable advice that you would give them? One thing that they can do today that you would recommend that can help them towards success or help them face failure and take action even when they're not certain of what the outcome will be? It's a really good question. Uh, We've talked about this already today, but it's find a mentor. And I guarantee you, when I just said that, half the listeners go, oh, okay, I've heard that before. Oh, yeah, sure. I've heard, I've heard that one. No, literally, open up your phone or open up Instagram, scroll through it and find a person that you want to be like and send them a message. And if they don't answer, send them again. And literally, you meet them and you sit with them and you can't go backwards that moment. It is unbelievable. After meeting with Jeremy Andrews for 12 hours, now he's raised my bar so high that now I am never satisfied until I'm at that level. 12 hours long, I met with him. I sat as his shadow. I didn't even say anything for 12 hours. I sat there and watched him work for 12 hours. And now I have a, a bar that's here. I'm down here, way far away from him. But now I'm never satisfied until I'm up where he's at. 12 hours, that changed my life. Same thing with reading a book about Phil Knight. And it's now like, well, if he went through what he did to have success, why the heck couldn't I? And now you can't go backwards. You can't be unsatisfied until you're at that level. So literally for the listeners, as you asked, find a mentor, someone who you want to be like. It doesn't have to be a celebrity at this point. It could just be one level up for you, one notch up. Find that person, spend a day with them, pick their brain, ask them to mentor you, ask them to help you. And oh my gosh, I promise you, it's hard to go backwards at that point because you know that their level is a little bit higher than yours and you can't go back to where you used to be now after seeing what level they're at. It is a game changer. And so finding a mentor is one of those ones like, oh yeah, just find a cool person. No, no, no. Open up your phone and find one today. And literally people are going to listen to this are not going to do that. And the reason they're not going to do that is because they're worried, you know, oh, what's this person going to think if I DM them? And, you know, honestly, who cares? Just do it. Just try. If you don't actually take the action, nothing's ever going to come of it. So you just have to do it. Yeah, I think it's also like a like a pride thing too. I'm, I'm not saying I'm like Mr. Humble or anything. I'm not saying no. I'm, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm not going to reach out to him because then for a split moment, he's going to think I'm less than him. You know what? Yeah, you are. That's okay too. I mean, reaching out to Lewis House and going out and hanging out with him for a day, you know, this past weekend, it took a little bit of like, you know what? Hey, Lewis, I'm, I'm, I'm below you, but let's get together. Let's hang out. Let's talk stories about our lives are very similar. But when I was there with him in person, it was like, we're, we're really close buddies, you know, and I made a friend. 
And same thing with Ryan Holiday when I, when I met with him. And it was like a little bit of a pride thing. It could be a way bigger pride thing. But for me, it was like, you know what? Let me reach out and send a message. Let me fanboy him a little bit. Sure, whatever. But I promise you that'll help me level up. And same thing with Jeremy Andrews up at Traeger. I'm, this might seem like I'm below him because by reaching out to him and saying that he could help me. Yeah, it, it could. And so drop the pride, forget all that, and level up, you know? Yep. And so it's action. So like with Lewis or, you know, Jeremy, did you literally just like DM them or email them or, or, you know, like, how did you go about that? Well, they're all different. So Jeremy was a big BYU fan. So he came to tons of BYU games. We had talked and we had met a bunch of times at BYU and he's just passing by. And I didn't even know I wanted to be on entrepreneur one day, but sure. we were just mad. I thought he was, you know, super cool and super nice. And so when I was playing football, I made sure to keep in contact with him just because I'm like, this guy is, this guy's some, he's someone just different. He's just a different breed. So that was known is how that went. But Lewis House was yeah, me reaching out to him through social media and telling him like, Hey, look, we have a very similar story, a very actually crazy, unique story about how, you know, we both have gone throughout our lives with sports and family members and passing away and, and other things. But it was reaching out to him on social media and other people who I, I've had on my phone for a long time and former teammates who have five, six, seven years older than me have gone and done bigger things or former teammates in the NFL who have gone on to do great things, just reaching out to them. And swallowing your pride for half a second to type that text. And they're actually so happy to help and mentor you because like then you have guts, man, to want to hang out. That means you just want to be successful. And so to me, it's all worth it. I can't remember what movie. I think it might have been called We Bought a Zoo. But there's a quote in there that says, all it takes is 10 seconds of extreme courage to get what you want. That's really all it does. That one text, you can think about it for days. That one message, you can think about it, craft it in your mind, try and perfect it. But all it takes is just 10 seconds. Type it out, press send. If they don't respond, that's fine. If they do respond, that can change everything for you. So just go out and do that. Find a mentor and just take action. Send them a message, send them an email, do all of that. Mitch, seriously, it has been amazing having you on here today. We've learned so much. I just want to give our listeners the chance to connect to you because You've been a big inspiration for me. You've really helped me out from learning from you in person, but also seeing you from afar. All the success that you've achieved has really inspired me and motivated me. So how can our listeners connect with you outside of this podcast? Sure. I'm very good about answering my direct messages and answering my text messages. I'm one of the guys on his phone. You'll never see those red circles with like a number in it because I have to get them deleted, you know? <laughs> so I don't ever have like 700 emails sitting there. I make sure I answer them. I send top of them and I have a part of my day where I just wipe those out so I can just, you know, focus. So on social media, on all my social medias, it's Mitch Matthews 10 at Mitch Matthews 10. And it's weird. Matthews has one T in it. So it's Mitch. M-A-T-H-E-W-S, not two T's like the regular Matthew. And then the number 10. So it's Mitch Matthews 10 on Twitter and on Instagram and Facebook's just my name and find me on there and then we'll talk. I definitely live my life to inspire people. And so if you, if you follow me on Instagram or social media, I, I promise you'll be inspired to become your best self because that's, that's all I'm about. In my bio on my Instagram, there's a link to, for an inspirational blog that I do. I just send out like mental strength stuff and you know, I, I just send out one of those nine ways to be a high performer. And it's just like I said, it's to inspire people. Um, so that's in, the, that's in the bio for my Instagram. And, and so my job is to inspire people and I'm glad you guys have me on here and, and hopefully my words carry some weight. We just want to say thanks again for Mitch being here on the show with us today. It was amazing, and we hope that you guys got as much out of it as we did. So the key takeaway and actionable step is go find somebody who is doing what you want to do or who is just an inspiration to you and go send them a message right now. Don't wait. Don't let your fear of rejection or a fear of them saying no stand in your way because If they say no, you're no worse off than you are right now anyway. So 
Go do that because that one message can give you all of the change that you need and all of the growth potential that you need to take the first steps towards achieving your dreams. Again, thanks for tuning in and listening to us today, guys. If this message and if this movement hits home with you, please take a minute to subscribe on iTunes, to leave us a rating and review. Because we're still fairly new out there, we need all the help in getting the word out to everyone out there who is like us as well. So please take a moment, leave a rating and leave a review, and that will really help. Keep taking action, keep doing the things that you need to to get closer to your dreams, and keep failing. 